Archie. Brought to you by the Thornton Mellon Foundation. What's Thornton Mellon? That's right. It's a Riverdale recap <laughs> podcast here to talk about Chapter 82, Back to School, by Ariana Jackson, directed by Gabriel Correa. I thought this was brought to us by Hotels.com <laughs> because of the commercial that appeared before we started watching that I thought was the beginning of the show and I was very confused. I thought Smithers Brothers apparently just like suddenly came to work for the family. No, no, that's that's a well-known commercial character, Captain Obvious, and his future self. No, I'm pretty sure that's like Smithers' cousin who was all like, the before times. Which might have been 2019 or seven years ago. We don't know. Could be both. Jughead and Archie at their their home together. Because remember, they're roommates. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're like, hey, did you ever think we'd have another like night before the first day of school? No. Who could have possibly seen this coming? Jughead is cramming. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's trying to read Of Mice and Men in one night so he can talk about it with his English class tomorrow. How has Jughead, of all people, not read Of Mice and Men? He just wants a refresher. It's been a while. I guess. But I'm like, dude, you could just like read the Wikipedia page. You'd probably be fine. Yeah. That's all your students are doing anyways. How, how in it's It's syllabus day, Jughead. You don't need to go all in. Oh, like who talks about summer reading on the first day? Jughead tries. We see him try. Uh, so so then it's the next morning and we go check in with Kevin and Fangs. Mm-hmm. And, and Kevin has his uh, first day jitters, which Fangs just finds adorable. Yeah, I think like Fangs made him a lunch. Yes. And of course, he's going to carpool with his roommate, Tony Topaz. Because all three of them live together. <laughs> Which is just proof on my point that Tony is definitely carrying their child. Yes. Which is why they're all living together, so they can experience the pregnancy of their unborn child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. They're, they're daddies at heart, even before the baby comes. Yes. Yes. There's a whole debate about who's driving. Yeah. Kevin apparently has a truck. Yeah, he got himself a big old truck. But they are taking Tony's uh, uh, motorcycle instead. Thank you very much. Yeah. So at, at school, Tony gives uh, Weatherby a good like, good morning, Waldo, which <laughs> Kevin cannot handle. Mm-hmm, he, he, you know, Even after like, all these years. It's like never going to get used to this. I've, always, I've worked here for years. I'm the one that hasn't left. Still can't call that man Waldo. No, no. Maybe he can go with like Mr. W. <laughs> Would that one work? Yeah, yeah, we're just going to ease into it. Yeah. That would make him Mr. K. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then we kind of check in on everyone else coming to the first day of school, including Veronica, who's walking down the hallway with her coffee, very much like how we've seen her walk down the hallway as a student. Yeah, and just like before, all the boys are checking her out. Something fierce. Well, when, you know... Your clothes are that tight. It's definitely not a up-to-dress code shirt. That That is like a very thin-strapped tank. Dress code only applies to students, my dear. I highly doubt that, actually. <laughs> uh, and uh, Archie and Jughead and Betty all are like frantically trying to figure out where their classes are, which is weird because I'm like, you went here and 
the numbers are probably the same. <laughs> I doubt they reordered the school rooms. Especially Betty, because she is teaching auto shop class. Yeah, they didn't with... move that one. <laughs> it can only be in one place. So yeah, so Veronica is teaching uh, economics, mm-hmm. and apparently students at Riverdale like audit the class. They do when they want to check out the sexy babe teacher. That's the joke. Okay, so here's the thing, though, is I think you would have to, like, set up an audit for the class before, like, five minutes before the class when you see the hot teacher walking down the hall. I don't think this is a sanctioned thing, dear. I think they're just giving an excuse. Ah! Archie has his, uh, R-R-O-T-C group of six kids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and he's like this is about military history and fitness and i'm like no it's about recruiting children <laughs> well yeah but, but he sure. can't say that you can't come out and- uh and betty yes has her shop class uh and her students are immediately like your dad was a black hood and she's like yep and he taught me how to take apart cars so that's what we're <laughs> gonna do what i love is she's like he taught me everything I knew. I know about cars. Like there's a pause. There is a pause there uh-huh. that gives just enough time for panic in the minds of these young ones. <laughs> uh, and Jughead, yes, has his English students who just don't give a shit. He keeps asking them who read the 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 who did the reading, who has heard of the book. Does anyone even know what it was? Does anyone know the name of the book you were supposed to? I stayed up all fucking night reading some Steinbeck. Like, Jug, has it really been that long? You should remember what high school students are like. I think it had something to do with rabbits, which is weird because the title mentions mice. I was very confused. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Hiram and Reggie are having a, a little lunch of some subs. Yes, with Doritos. An evil <laughs> the, council brought to you by fucking Doritos. The product placement of, like, let's make we, sure this is in view. We haven't had product placement this blatant in this show since CoverGirl season one. It's so weird. <laughs> it makes me really wonder if, they, like, on network television, if there were a lot of Dorito commercials during this right? when it aired yesterday. <laughs> Like, we don't get that because we're streaming it, but I'm curious. Well, and I was waiting, too, because, like, okay, they had their subs and, like, Reggie's, like, chowing down. And, like, the chip bag was originally, like, blurry. So I was, like, I was actually, like, watching, like, okay, what dumb ass name is it going to (laughs) have? And I was, like, it's just nacho cheese Doritos. That's it? That's Mm -hmm. all I'm getting? But we get a very typical supervillain chat between uh, evil Mr. Lodge and his toady. Uh, I he's like, so like, I'm an evil mastermind in this now. He's upset that the school exists when, you know, it, he, it was meant to be closed because a high school offers hope. And the town might grow back like a weed. Yeah, yeah. We, we, they, they love to rally around this damn school for some reason. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Veronica and her good buddy Smithers, Mm -hmm. uh, goes to check out the abandoned Blue Velvet video store. She thinks it would be the perfect place for a high-end jewelry store, you know, in this town that has no money and is full of, like, slum areas. And, like, they just kept telling us in the other episode, like, poor people who can't afford anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we do learn in a later scene it has near access to Sodale. It's just a little bizarre. (laughs) It's like, oh, high-end jewelry store. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, so she she's planning to to get it. 
and renovate it and like fuck Chad. He doesn't have to know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Smithers is like cool. Yeah. I'm a, whatever you say. I don't I'm know Smithers. why I'm here right now, yeah. but as long as you pay me, I don't care. He's her ride, obviously. <laughs> now we're back at school because mm-hmm. apparently she did this on her lunch break. Yeah, yeah. While Archie and Betty are sharing their lunch break in the teacher lounge, just like, hey, we're teachers. How crazy is that? No more student lounge. We get the teacher lounge now. That's where everyone meets up. Archie is the only teacher allowed to wear sweatpants at work. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, and so they're like, hey, how's, it, you know, how's, how's the day going? Well, my kids are terrified that, you know, I know the Black Hood. <laughs> They, uh, they think I'm a serial killer. Sometimes I think I'm a serial killer, too, so I can't really hold it against them. Also, my sister's missing, and I'm kind of worried about that, too. Uh, <laughs> Maybe and, I killed my sister. I've had fugue states before. And meanwhile, Archie's like, well, you know, my roommate has to work at Pops tonight if you want to, like, you know, come over, hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't spell erotic without R-R-O-T-C. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know they have a little conversation about how that's too risky mm-hmm, and you know mm-hmm. they're they're in their 20s it should be easier to just fuck wherever they want but sometimes that's not the case there is a fantastic uh tabletop role-playing game out there called a place to fuck each other <laughs> it's really good yeah it's specifically about the lesbian experience oh. but you know anybody can play yeah. it you might learn something Here's what I think they're, they're missing, mm-hmm. is that it probably was a lot easier, actually, to fuck as children, as, as teenagers. Yeah. Because no one was questioning you, like, going off into the woods or being in a sex hole. As you get older, you can't do that in public. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have children, and they might walk in on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Much easier as a teenager. Right, because there's a, a magic ward at the gate of the sex hole that says only teens allowed. The druids say so. Until Jughead ruined that. Oh, he killed a druid, didn't he? He did. He killed a he druid. Did. Uh, so uh, over at Pops... Yeah, uh, we're, we're now on second shift. Jughead is, is uh, doing his other job. But it's pretty slow. Yeah, so uh, Tabitha, being the cool boss, is like, you can work on your novel... Until we have customers. It's cool. So the first thing he wants to do is interview Tabitha, which is a fantastic way to get her backstory out to the audience. (laughs) Yes, which is Tabitha left a six-figure job in Chicago Mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, businesses were trying to get her to be the CEO of all their businesses. Uh, But she wanted to become the CEO of the family business. Yes, yes. And she has plans. She put a gas pump out there for truckers. She's thinking franchise. She's thinking merchandise. (laughs) Really big plans. We are bringing, we are going to bring Pop's Chocolate Shop into whatever century it happens to be right now. But then they are interrupted by some of Jughead's students coming in to eat. Mm -hmm. Who are like, whoa, you're the teacher. And he's like... Yeah, let me get you some menus. Don't be weird about it. Let me teach you a lesson here. Teachers don't make a lot of money. (laughs) You better tip well if you want an A. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. Archie and Betty, deciding that it's not safe to have sex at his home because he lives with Jughead, decide the best place to have sex is in the auto shop car in the school. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, so they are having some hot, steamy car sex. Yeah, it starts. Lots with, of touching the abs. It starts with the Titanic shot. The, the slam the palm on the, the foggy window and the slide, mm-hmm. and then the like. Okay, I'm gonna touch your abs like washboard. <laughs> She's tickling those ivories for sure. And like, like not quite the the shower sex scene, but we have taken it up. This is much steamier than any other season sex. I, honestly, I think this one is pretty on par with uh, your, your higher-end Archie Veronica scenes. Mm, much more lingering camera here. Sure, sure. I feel like it's steamier. Okay, okay. And not so, like, flashy of we're just, like, ripping clothes off and stuff. It's much... It's I don't know. But they are interrupted. Yeah. Bye. They, they were so hot, the building caught fire. Fire alarm went off. Too much steaminess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, too much sexiness that there is a trash can on fire, and it was definitely their sexy time, and not the students running away from the <laughs> trash can with matches in hand. So uh, Betty saves the day. She she pulls down her skirt and uh, pulls out the, the fire extinguisher. From her pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and... It's a very Bugs Bunny move, yes. Uh, and they, yeah, so they put out the fire, they saved the school, they believe it is some Stonewall prep students who ran away. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, you get extra credit from board member Lodge if you do vandalism against places he doesn't like. <laughs> this yes. is just a known thing that we're all, we, we all have to deal with. So the next morning, uh, Archie is in, uh... You know, Waldo's office with Tony and uh, Keller. He's like, yeah, so I was uh, out night jogging and I uh, heard the alarm. I don't understand why anybody cares why he was at the school. <laughs> I. They should just be thankful that he was. Like, I'm, I'm, I would like to think that this happened at like 11 p.m. A time when you're like, hmm. It's a weird time to be at the school. Who is the least suspicious person to ever live in the town of Riverdale? Pop. <laughs> you know, Kevin. You got you got me there. Uh, okay. It's definitely not Archie. <laughs> so he fills them in. It was like some Stonewall kids, and Keller's like, "Well, I could arrest them, but like Hiram's gonna have them out within like half an hour. He's he's got money. He's rich. This mm-hmm. is how it works." Uh, and then they also fill Archie in on, like, well, they're also the the Stonewall Stallions are the best football team in the county. They're the only ones that win. So because of this uh, important football status, they're not going to go to jail. The only school in the entire county that wins any games or, like, a winning record? There are some they, that win no, two or three. They literally but... say, only ones who win games. <laughs> and Waldo says this with such, like, <sighs> They're the only ones. <laughs> he, longs he longs for Riverdale to win a game. It's going to be hard for them because they don't even have a team to put on the field. No, they don't have they don't have sports. There's anymore. no bulldogs. They they all uh, got adopted, I guess. Yeah, Archie's like, I'm gonna go see their coach, and you know who that coach is? That coach is Reggie. Yeah, the only student shown to be good at football, <laughs> at least until Monroe left jail and went to school. Yes. You know, Archie's all like, I know what you did. You sent your kids and they lit up the school. Reggie doesn't even try to deny no, it. No, he's, he's like, yeah, like, why? it's okay. Do you have proof? Like, <laughs> dude, I don't understand. Like, come on. He, and then Archie's like, I'm going to threaten these children. <laughs> he's like, 
Look, looking forward to kicking your asses, kids. <laughs> he threatens children. Can we talk about Reggie's evil windbreaker that he wears when I he's coaching? I love his evil windbreaker. Yes. I want it. He looks like the bad guy in like the Little Giants or something. It's yes, yes. Can Hot Topic start selling that? I would buy it. <laughs> I would wear that. That'd be good. Does that make Archie Rick Moranis? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, it does. So yeah, after Archie threatens children, he storms out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with determination about football. <laughs> so meanwhile, back at school, I guess the same day, I guess Archie did this in the middle of the school day. Oh, you think there are like seven periods full of ROTC kids? There's, he has <laughs> six kids. He has yes. six fucks- fucking kids. He's filling a full teacher's salary to teach six kids for 42 minutes a day. Yep. Jughead goes to uh, teach his class, and mm-hmm. the students have, uh, you know, full of their wit, they've left a tip jar on his desk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know. With some tips in it, to be yes. fair. Well, what I love is this Jughead's like, Wow, you guys are so impressive with this. He just slowly keeps taking the money out of it and pocketing it. He's like, yep, taking that dollar. All this change, yep, I'm poor. Kids, what did you not understand? $98,000 or $9,800 in debt. I mean, he straight up says to them, he's like, yeah, I had to take a second job because this doesn't exactly pay much. Then somebody from the back is like, hey, aren't you a super famous writer guy? And he just lets that one slide. We're not even going to answer that question. He's like, y'all get a pop quiz. Yeah. Pop quiz for all of you. Uh, I love the he, he spent the entire first day asking if people read Of Mice and Men. He also asks them on day two. He's not entirely did, sure. Did any of you read this last night? <laughs> uh, I would like to point out that uh, in, in Jughead's outfit... Mm-hmm. You can see he has many tattoos. Yeah, he's uh, not just the chest, but he's got arm tattoos he's got poking like out. It, four now? None of this is enough that you can see them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't, don't know what they are yet. There, there's just little peekaboos. Little, little peekaboos, yeah. yeah. I hope they're all somehow like references to the comics. Like the chest one we figured out was the crown. Yeah, yeah. Like I hope they're all somehow little references. <laughs> Veronica is in the middle of her class. Uh, when, uh, a special delivery shows up for her. An asshole came in the mail. And his name is Chad. Yeah. Uh, and this dickwad. <laughs> <laughs> he just shows up with, like, his flowers and chocolates, and Veronica's like, oh, thanks, dear, but I'm, you know, doing my fucking job. He's, I will see you later. He's like, fine, I'll just wait in the back. That's not allowed. There's, like, safety procedures here. And it's so disruptive. Like, you've completely lost the student's attention. That's all class is about now is is this... The weird-ass potato in the back? Yeah, potato head. No longer Mr. Potato Head. Hasbro cares. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Archie goes to Waldo. Mm -hmm. And he's like, here's what we need to do. We need to bring football back. Archie, football is your solution to everything. <laughs> Waldo's like, how are you even going to get enough kids? I only need 11. <laughs> I'm going to have the most exhausted, <laughs> injured, physically wrecked football team of all time. <laughs> how are you going to pay for it? 
well, there's gotta be some funding. No, we literally were gonna shut down yesterday. There's no funding. This team will be more than 10% of the student population at its smallest. Yes. <laughs> One person gets hurt. You have no football team. But as they say, those who can't do teach. So Archie might be a very good football coach. That's such a derogatory statement towards teachers. <laughs> yeah, but it's true when it's Archie. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Uh, so in the uh, teacher's lounge, Archie, you know, comes in and we, we see that Chadwick is there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Archie hates Chad so much. I love it. I don't, I don't think anyone really likes him. Kevin's no. only like, well, he brought cupcakes, so he can, like, stay for a while, I guess. <laughs> it's fine. K.J. Appa does some great comic acting with his, like, restrained hate that, that he's trying to hide as much as he can, but Archie does not have a poker face. He never has. No. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Tony wants to celebrate the second day of school by everyone attending... Uh, karaoke Tuesday at the White Worm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Kevin promises to sing us Defying Gravity. And this show never keeps its promises regarding the character of Kevin Keller. You have a Broadway actor. Find a way to pay for it. Come on. He has a chance to sing a Broadway song. He could sing anything. Ever. It'd be great. They're all like, yeah, even Chad and Veronica's you hate karaoke. What the fuck, dude? And He's he, like, it's fine. He does a whole when in Rome thing, and it makes everybody laugh. Ha 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 ha. Well, we all love you. You're so charming. And, and meanwhile, Archie is just, like, imagining murder thoughts. Tony catches up with Betty in the hallway. And, like, you know, I heard Polly's missing. So, like, you know, Fangs and the dudes, they're, like, truck drivers now. So they, like, know things. Mm -hmm. And they, like, see Polly hanging out at truck stops. Maybe you should look there. Dealing. Hooking up. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and apparently she would use uh, Ned's List. Ned's List. With two Ds. <laughs> uh, to arrange these hookups with mm -hmm, these truck mm -hmm. drivers. So she's like, maybe you should check that out too. I'm glad Ned's List still has an adult board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't Craigslist still? Not anymore. Do they still have, like, the weird, like... Oh, misconnections? Yeah, do they still have misconnections? I wouldn't know. It's not like I use Craigslist for misconnections. I mean, when we were apartment hunting, I looked at Craigslist. <laughs> I just like... For misconnections? I, no, I'm just trying to remember if like that column existed. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Craigslist is often scary. So even apartment hunting on it, I was like, I would like <laughs> email one and then like based on the reply, I'd be like, and we're going to ignore they ever replied. <laughs> So over at uh, Cheryl's, she is having a chat with the foreman of mm -hmm. the construction crew. Uh, the, the money has run out and the, the construction foreman doesn't like that very much. And she, you know, promises that they will get their blood money and bonuses and just like keep working. Be gone from my sight, you little peon. Yeah, Cheryl is starting to be more like her old self. She is. Whenever she gets to belittle, uh, you know, a working class person, the old Cheryl comes out. Um, so she fills Nana Blossom in on the fact that they have no money. Mm -hmm. Instructs that Operation Goldfinch is a go. Yes, yes. Re referring to their uh, uh, art forgery plan. Uh, probably a reference to The Goldfinch, 2014's Pulitzer Prize winning novel. Yes. 
about a painting called The Goldfinch. And, uh, you know, there's a museum explosion that, that ruins this kid's life as he grows up and he gets involved in the shady side of the art world, selling fake antiques and blah, blah, blah. Um, so what she's working on, though, is a, uh, a recreation of a picture of J.J. Yes, that is about a foot larger than the original picture of J.J. How is this going to be an effective forgery? Well, once it's in the frame. Oh, okay, okay. I would probably, like, downsize it, right? <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, Betty and Kevin, because here's how this episode works, isn't it? Betty now needs a crime buddy. Mm-hmm. So we are pulling back in Kevin. Yes. Because it can't be Jughead. No. Which means Kevin actually gets a lot of screen time in this episode. Also, Jughead needs a buddy, so that's why Tabitha exists and it is so quickly brought into the main cast. I like Tabitha. We like Tabitha. I like Kevin. I'm yeah. okay with this. Polly uh, apparently like didn't doesn't have her own computer, so she would use the twins' as computer. So she's there on uh, Ned's list. Yes, with a computer that's covered in like children's stickers. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, and Polly apparently did not have her own account, but had one under the name Patty. Yes, Patty Cakes. Patty Cake twelve seventy six. Yes, um, and Kevin being the. One who knows his way around many things is instructing Betty on how to use this site and what to look for. Yeah, how how to arrange anonymous hookups with truckers. Uh-huh. Because it's... <laughs> Kevin, a- you're married-ish. Kevin is pulling his experience from, you know... When he was would go walking in the woods and, and various things. Betty was camming for a while. Not you, Kevin. You were warning against it. I'm pretty sure Kevin has more experience. <laughs> He's like, you know, go, go look at uh, who she's recently messaged. And who she most recently messaged was Trucker Boy 69. Yes, yes. Her, her previous messages before Trucker Boy 69 are to Trucks for Life. Semi Guy 420, 18 wheelers with two R's and a Z, <laughs> Trucker Life, and Highway Trucker 346. Let's point out the life is not spelled normally. Either. No, of course not. But the, these guys, uh, they love their career for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she opens up the message history with Trucker Boy 69. And uh, do you want to do do you want to be Patty Cake or Trucker Boy? I can be Trucker Boy. Okay, I'll be Patty Cake. You passing through tonight, got some goodies, smiley winky. Tonight is good. Time, I always like your goodies. Smiley face. Smiley face, 1130 at truck stop off exit 42. Bring cash. XO Patty. You bet. Smiley face. (laughs) I love that Trucker Boy likes the smiley faces. Uh, He also likes her goodies. Her goodies. Maybe she's bringing cupcakes. Yes. Betty messages him. Trucker Boy 69 to try to set up another meeting, and it's kind of like a, okay, I sent it. And like a pause of like, what do we do next? And Kevin is like, can we karaoke while we wait? Like, and yeah. Betty makes this incredible oh face, this, this very goofy it's, smile, like, did you even have to ask sort of look? It's so good. It's, it's that face of like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we can karaoke while we wait. Because we're going to have some vodka. It'll be great. It'll be fine. So we go straight to the basement of the White Worm. Jughead is there. I guess some sort of truce has been called. He he is uh, with Tabitha playing some uh, darts. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting because like the the table um, of where people are sitting. You know, you got Archie. You got 
Veronica and Chad. Chad. You got Kevin and Fangs. And then Jughead is off with Tabitha. Like, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. assume that, like, he's probably, like, there with them. Yeah. But not. But he is made rather close friends with his new employer, who they all know as the lady that filled their coffee a few times. They don't know Tabitha. Yeah. Yet, yet, yet. Uh, and so Tabitha uh, has taken an interest in Jughead's writing, and she's like, okay, since you're working on the story about Riverdale and, like, the people here, I got a dude for you. I found a real fucking weirdo for you, boy. <laughs> Old man Dreyfus. Old, Old man Dreyfus lives in the woods, <laughs> down a road, you have to turn at the rock. It's off the lonely highway, okay? <laughs> and here's the thing about Old Man Dreyfus. Doesn't have a phone, but I got his address for you. You gotta ask him about the Mothman. He loves to talk about the Mothman, Old Man Dreyfus. <laughs> old Man Dreyfus is a... He, he's just transplanted from a movie, like a slasher movie. He's warning the kids not to go to the cabin down at the gas station. That's Old Man Dreyfus. And what's Tabitha doing? Do that. Yeah. Go, go do that. Go see that fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, but, so we are interrupted, though. Yes. Uh... Tony is on stage. She's emceeing. I don't know where you buy a trucker bar MC costume in maternity sizes, but she managed. I was like trying to figure out her outfit because it was like skin color. Yeah. And then it had like just a design like covering the boobs. Yeah. Her, but I'm like, was that? She bought a t-shirt in her own skin tone, which is always distracting. I'm like, is that mesh or is that actually a t-shirt? So first up for karaoke... Veronica. Mm-hmm. Singing the hottest song of yesteryear. Shallow. <laughs> yes. From A Star is Born. <laughs> and she does fine. Like, yeah. Ver- Veronica's always been a perfectly fine singer. But the surprise comes when the, the second verse comes around and she is cut off by Chad, who had a secret hand mic in the audience just waiting? Just waiting for this moment? Well, and here's what's funny is this song... Typically starts off with the guy, mm-hmm. and then it's the girl that comes in. Yes. So I do like that. Chad is surprisingly good. He's much better than Archie at singing. I bet he plays guitar better too. Archie hates this so much. I also love how, like Tabitha thinks they're cute because like Chad goes up there and they're very like, oh, we're hucking and we're singing and stuff, and Tabitha's like, oh, and Jughead's like, ugh. This is so gross. I hate this. I hate love. I hate whatever this is. But they have a very sweet moment. I mean, Chad's been a very good boy lately. Flowers, chocolate, getting over his hangups and doing romantic karaoke. So we immediately cut to them waking up in the covers and and, uh, Veronica cooing, good morning, lover, as I vomit. This is what Jughead was trying to warn us about. (laughs) He had a premonition. He knew. Um, I would like to go back before that, though. They apparently have wonderful mics at the White yeah. Worm. Because none of them are singing into the mics. They keep no. dropping them. They keep them singing into each other's mics. And they are getting picked up perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly. First, I can only assume Chad's voice comes out of his left thigh somehow. <laughs> that's that's where the mic is pointed half the time. It's really his dick. <laughs> incredible ventriloquist to this boy. <laughs> That's what really attracted her. Um, and then we also see that Kevin is crying and uh, Fangs is comforting him. And I would like to think that this is because, you know, he was supposed to sing Defying Gravity, <laughs> but that was the last song in the night. And that's yeah. when he realizes that his roommate betrayed him. 
and cut him out of the lineup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think uh, Kevin's just remembering that, like, oh, this is the last movie they went to see at the Bijou before Hiram closed it. Aw. Aw, it was their last movie day. Aw. Chad and Veronica are being gross. Oh, so gross. I hate them. Liking each other. Ugh. <laughs> and he, he lets her know he's going to stay a few days, and she likes that. And I'm like, no, please leave. Mm-hmm. Please go away. Uh, so at school, Archie is congratulating the six RROTC students for being the newest recruits to the football team. And he's like, okay, got six. Five more to go. <laughs> so he does a whirlwind tour. You know, he goes to every other class run by one of the friends. Uh, uh, and he gets up to... It's not Kevin. He doesn't go with Kevin. Yeah. Well, Kevin doesn't count. Everybody forgets Kevin. Yep. It's not like he's teaching... Can we teaching... ever talk about Kevin? It's not like he's teaching six classes worth of kids to ask. But we get down to, you know, ten strapping young lads ready to, to join the football fight when he goes to uh, uh, auto shop. And uh, the one person that raises their, their hand is, like, wearing, you know, a giant welding mask. And he's like, what's what's your name, bro? And it's like... Britta. It's Britta. They got Britta. a football girl. And he's like, cool. As long as you don't die, please be careful of CTE. Hey, if she just wears that get up, Mm -hmm. no one's going to tackle her. They're going to be too terrified. They don't have to buy helmets if they have 10 more welding masks. The funding is set. It's there. Uh, But yeah, so he's like, okay, got the kids. Now I just need funding. $20,000. So he goes to Tony and he's like, we got to have some sporting budgets, right? And she's like, no. I mean, we do, but it's already spoken for for other projects. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, well, can you call in another favor with Cheryl? And she's like, no, No. you can. (laughs) Nothing's stopping you. But I did my thing. I went. I'm done. No. Archie does. And you know what? Archie's a fucking idiot. Nana Rose is such a gargoyle. Like, we're, we're, I, we have to talk about what Archie does that's so fucking dumb in this, like, 20 second scene because he gets thrown right the fuck out. But Nana Rose is a goddamn gargoyle. <laughs> she just stares at everybody she and even, everything. Like, blink. <laughs> um, but Archie, fucking asshole, mm-hmm. comes in there and is like, okay, Cheryl, we need money for football. And she's like, I already gave all this money to the school. I'm not doing any more. I, I gave you money for books, electricity, heat, your paycheck, asshole. No more. And he's like, well, you know, Jason was a bulldog and he <laughs> loved it. So, like, don't you want to honor his memory? She about kicks him through the, the gl- stained glass windows. I wish she would have stabbed him with her paintbrush. <laughs> He Old gets, Cheryl comes out so good. He gets thrown out like DJ Jazzy Jeff. That that boy is gone. And you 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 see Cheryl in the line of be God and never darken the halls of Thorndale again. <laughs> or I will literally kill you and eat you. Yeah. I will. I will paint your blood into this picture. Archie is so over the line that Nana Rose almost stood up and kicked him out herself. That is such an Archie moment of just being so fucking clueless. Football fixes you. Foot, football, football, foot, football, football. Football. Like, he would have named anything he saw on Cheryl's easel. <laughs> it just happened to be Jason. <laughs> you know what, 
when I think of uh, pears in a bowl, I think of the importance of high school football. <laughs> I used to eat a lot of pears before games. <laughs> There's nothing like football to help you appreciate a sunset over a waterfall, Cheryl. Yo, you can go away for seven years. Doesn't mean you get any smarter. (laughs) Betty has gotten a reply from TruckerBoy69. (laughs) I wonder what he liked to do whenever uh, he paid for someone's company. Maybe some donuts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. He liked to drive in small circles. Maybe driving in small circles while eating donuts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's like 69ing, but you just keep moving. <laughs> you spin while you do it. <laughs> oh, Like oh, you're just oh. doing a crap walk? No, okay. I'm not that coordinated, <laughs> no, no. dear. We're not going to try that. Here's what donut eating is, okay? Okay. You know those, uh, those like, playground merry-go-rounds that you would, like, sp- have someone spin you on until you, like, wanted to puke or fly off? Sure, sure. You're 69 on that. Okay. While someone spins While someone you. else is spinning. Yeah. You're donutting. Okay. Those seem like they'd be really cold. They were generally made of just like steel. Yes. Really, really uncomfortable. I didn't say it was great. I'm just saying what it is. <laughs> I like. I don't think that. I don't think so. That's why you don't see those that much anymore. It's because they started too to many realize. people started 69ing on them. Yeah. Donutting. They donutting. St- and they were like, donutting. oh man. We can't we can't have these anymore because people are just having sex all over it. And uh, a chocolate donut is when you're you're rimming instead, mutual rimming. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What is what? Uh, what if it's a sprinkle donut? What do you think that is? Jingle jangle. Oh yeah, you yeah. just jingle jangles flying and you, <laughs> while you're doing it. Okay. You ever donutted on jingle jangle? <laughs> Well, we do find out later the Truckler 69 does like his jingle jangle. So there you go. There we go. They they set up a, a date mm-hmm. to do this. Betty's like, okay, Kevin, you're coming with me. For the last seven years, Kevin got to, you know, sleep. He could do crossword puzzles. <laughs> he could catch up on his shows. All I can think is like, okay, Fangs must be like driving a truck tonight. So he's like, <laughs> okay, I'll go to a truck stop with you, Betty, on a school night. Yeah, maybe this is the first time in seven years Fangs has got to, you know, hang out with Sweet Pea for the evening. Maybe. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, uh, Jughead has trekked his way to Old Man Dawes' house. Old Man Dreyfus. Old Man Dreyfus, that's his name, not Dawes. Uh, there is a very cool and terrifying sculpture of a glowy-eyed mothman. Yes. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I would have that in my yard to scare the children. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you hook it up to a heating element so it keeps the snow away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's always a dry spot in the yard. Yeah, the dog would love it. They sit down outside in this very dark area. Mm-hmm. Jughead's looking through some drawings of Mothmen. Yeah, the Mothmen seem very ro- robotic. They got like cyber fangs. They're like robotic flies. Yes, yes. They look like Nosfore 2 from the Buzz Lightyear cartoon. Okay, and so here is the story from Old Man Dreyfus. He and some other dudes uh, were, were digging out a collapsed mine off the Lonely Highway, mm-hmm. like you do. Uh, and then this one dude, Ramus, Ramus. Ramus went missing. The next day, he, he came back, but then Raymond went missing. And Ramus was saying, hey, I was abducted in a ship. 
by the Mothman. By the Mothman. And now they have Raymond. And he's, they're like, oh, no, we don't believe this. But then Raymond came back and said the same thing, and Arnold was gone. Mm-hmm. And then Arnold came back and said the same thing, too. And old man Dreyfus was never abducted himself, but he wants to be yes. real bad. He wants to kiss the Mothman. Yes. He wants to give the Mothman tender smooching. Yes. You know, uh, Jughead's like, what do you, what do you think they, they were? And he's like, aliens, angels, Mothman, I don't know, but they're in space. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Space. And they live in the woods, in caves, off the lonely highway, but like also space at the same time. Who knows? Not quite sure. Yeah, but no matter what, I, I want to give them tender uh, butterfly kisses on their cheeks. I want I want to put my nose in their neck and nuzzle a mothman. Do donate. I would like to tickle a mothman and giggle. <laughs> you know me too. <laughs> me too. I want to know what their giggle sounds like. Probably terrifying. <laughs> They're like. <laughs> noises at the same time yeah they have two throats Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they can do this that's how they breathe while (laughs) donutting so if you haven't figured it out old man dreyfus i figure is named for richard dreyfus as a reference to his close encounters of the third kind character you know being drawn not not the like the orchestra movie not mr holland's opus (laughs) okay no oh man not even jaws he was in that. He was very much in that. <laughs> well, I always think of... Uh, Roy Scheider. Yes. Yes. Because it's him. There were three guys on the boat that was not big enough. You know what? I don't pay attention to anyone else. <laughs> now Roy Scheider. Who else do I need to pay attention to? Richard Dreyfus, clearly. Eh, eh, do I? But yet, Because he, he is a, a man drawn inexorably to an alien encounter. Old man Dreyfus. I, I see what you're doing. I get you. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Betty and Kevin are staking out a truck stop. And that's when the uh, Franville Frank Line truck shows up, mm-hmm. which is Trucker Boy 69. Um, and he looks real good for that age. You forgot what it means. Oh, so you're telling me that uh, the one with 420 in his name isn't incredibly ancient? No. I was here before there was an America that's per just, se. That's just his birthday. Oh, okay. So Betty is, of course, wearing her FBI jacket, and she, like, struts Seems up... Seems a bit conspicuous for an undercover operation. Well, Betty just struts up to that truck, gets in, and is like, I'm Polly's sister, I'm with the FBI, you're under arrest. And I'm like, again, can you even do that? Um, But she takes him to, you know... Sheriff Keller, who's like, yeah, go ahead and use my interrogation table. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Betty has pulled out the ponytail again for interrogations. You cannot do FBI business with your hair down. What if it blows in your face? Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Gotta put it up. Means business. Just like Moana. And so uh, what we find out is that, you know, when they met up a a few days ago, it's the last time we saw her. Uh, She scored some jingle jangle. They met up. They did some, they went for a drive, Polly started, well, Patty, because he knows her as Patty, not Polly. Yes, and and Betty maintains this fiction. She protects her sister's name. Uh, But she, like, freaked out while they were driving, got out of the truck in the middle of the road, and then, like, ran away. And so Betty makes him point exactly on a map where on the road they they should be looking. Um, So Betty goes home, decides to tell Alice, hey, I have a lead. Polly might be 
dead. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, I don't know, maybe you want to go check this out before you actually say anything to your mom who's like hanging on by a thread. Well, she's got to build a search party and Kevin has work in the morning. <laughs> it's a this school night. Betty and Alice go check out the road and they eventually do find some contents of Polly's purse, including her wallet. Yeah, apparently when Skeletruck eats a woman, it spits out the inedible things like the wallet. Yes. But uh, meanwhile, Archie uh, has rallied his uh, football team together mm-hmm. to be like, wow, I did this backwards and we can't have football because <laughs> we have no money. There's no money for football. It turns out you have to buy the ball and stuff. While they're talking about this, there's suddenly noise outside and they go out to look and there's Tony strutting down the hallway with her newly outfitted vixens. Yes, wearing... she, she has her own black HBIC shirt. Yeah, she does. She did not, uh, you know, excavate Cheryl. Well, she had to get a pregnancy version one. That is true. A little baby bump. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the question is, is the baby also an HBIC? I would not want to call a baby a bitch. Even, Babies are bitches. Even in, you know... A, All they a, do is cry. A term of endearment. And they're fussy. <laughs> this is why I could never be a mother, because I'd be like, you're a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Please be quiet. And I would not want that for my child. <laughs> so you see, we are incompatible. I wouldn't do it when you're wrong, because I knew you wouldn't like it. But I just, <laughs> in my brain, or to myself, I'd be like, you little bitch. <laughs> Until they're old enough to understand language, and then I'd stop. Sure, sure, but sure. But, like, a bitch with love. I say this with love. We we all love a bitch once in a while. You're a little terror, but so, I love you. As the Vixens finish their, their uh, bombastic entrance, Archie asks the question I had, who do they cheer for, though? And as Tony points out, no, no, no. They are a sp- sport in their own right. And we are going to be doing cheer competitions. Which is something Cheryl never even mentioned. I guess because she didn't want to fill out the paperwork. You know who was going to take you to cheer competitions? That coach you had for one episode in season four? Yes. Is she still locked in a closet somewhere? It's been seven years. I would... Are we sliding deli meat under the door for her? I I do appreciate Tony's uh, connection to this with this fact. And like, you know, cheerleading is not my sport of choice. But Mm -hmm. as long as it's not just like, woo, but like the shit that a lot of cheerleaders do, that is a sport. Yeah, your bring it ons and whatnot. Yes. I mean, quite frankly, the cheer that the Vixens have done, they are a dance team. They are not a cheer team. They are a dance team. That is very clear. They could have gone to a lot of competitions and done well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that is a sport. But now Archie knows where the entire uh, sports budget has gone. It has gone to Tony's pet project. But he can't be mad about this because she, like, the budget was figured out, like, last year. Yes, that, that was last year's appropriation. Which is interesting, I guess, though, when you think about it, though, because they said we have no money. So I guess the money was, like, they're using the budget that they would have had if they had money. So then when they did get money, they're just like, we're using the budget exactly the same as we had planned. It's the only way to be fair, I guess. I guess. But Archie sees another face in the crowd and realizes, wait a minute, half of my friends are mysteriously super rich. This could still work out. Yes. Uh, So meanwhile, uh, Miss Bell in the office makes a mysterious phone call to someone and is like, I think you need to know about what's going on in the hallway. And who does she call? She calls Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because apparently... 
she has some type of deal with Cheryl about letting her know about shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Miss Bell's eyes are always peeled. Uh, so after Cheryl hangs up with her, she goes and uh, joins Miss Marble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the art appraiser that is going to, well... Mavel? Appraise their Marvel. art. Minerva Marble. Minerva Marble. Uh, sounds like a, a, a comics character brought to life, but no, Minerva Marble is an original creation of the Riverdale TV writer's room. Uh, and it is played by someone who looks very familiar. Yes. Th- this is the actress that played Agatha on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, yes. one of the weird sisters. Yeah. D- different hair, very different look, but if she looked familiar, that's probably why. I guess they're trying to give us a crossover without ever actually giving us a crossover. I mean, d- did you recognize the uh, uh, nerd band in the Battle of the Bands episode? Yes. Yeah, the the Stonewall kids yeah. all had cameos in Chilling Adventures, yeah. reciprocally. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, we're we're continuing on these like weird flashes, but not actually like ever going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if Miss Marble knows that Veronica has one of her old dresses from high school. Yeah, yeah. She's like, hey, okay, so this painting uh, could easily fetch a quarter of a million at auction. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely gonna take it from you. And Cheryl's like, great, but I just can I have one more night with it so I I can say my final ta-ta. <laughs> Don't talk about your tatas, please. And uh, she's like, okay, I'll have it packed up for you and, and it will be sent to the hotel you're staying at. Mm-hmm. This quarter million dollar pet portrait. <laughs> um, and it's a, to put it into context, this it is yes. she's showing the original painting that was done by some famous person. But this one day delays the time she needs to do a swap to uh, actually sell the, the a forgery she just made yesterday yes at auction instead they make the deal she leaves nana blossom's very excited cheryl is crying and apparently is over the news from riverdale yes so meanwhile at pops uh archie is there and uh jughead is like you know they're having a little chat Mm -hmm. um and jughead or archie's talking about you know Issues with the football team and not having funding. And Jughead's like, well, if you promise to never bring up the epic highs and lows of high school sports. Epic highs and lows, baby. I'm sure Tabitha would like, you know, sponsor the team. (laughs) I love this callback. Yeah. I love that we are making fun of that fucking line again. Because Jughead wasn't there. Like, and it's not like he was that close with Monroe or anybody else who was there. So here's the thing. So Archie said this a lot over the the years. All the time. All the fucking time. This was his go-to thing of like the epic highs and lows of high school sports. Football. He he busted it out for baseball season. All the sports had their epic highs and lows. Jughead's just like, shut the fuck up. You, but, you know he used that line in a foxhole when he was in it, wherever he was in it. Like we'll we find can out do later. this, boys. It's okay that your arm blew off. Epic highs and lows of sports. Just remember it. <laughs> One day, we'll go back. We'll watch some high school football and eat a hot dog. Some of us will only eat a hot dog with one hand, and that's okay. <laughs> because hot dogs are only that large to begin with. <laughs> but Archie's like... Veronica's rich, so I could ask her, would that be weird? That seems weird. Is it weird? Just do it. You know you're going to do it. Like, just embrace the weird. Like, dude, I just had a conversation with a creepy old dude in the middle of the woods about Mothmen. 
<laughs> Just ask your ex-rich girlfriend. You know how much time I spent hearing about uh, hypothetical Mothman lullabies? <laughs> this dude's affection for Mothman is actually very adorable. <laughs> Meanwhile, Veronica takes... Chad! To the Blue Velvet, her future jewelry store, and presents mm-hmm. the idea to, idea to him. It's still full of, of merchandise. Like, there's a lot of tapes on those shelves. Yes. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. And, like... He's very agreeable. He's very like, well, maybe, you know, we can have a place in both places and it's fine. You know, our- Chad's just getting a little testy. He's thinking about all those times he, he auditioned for American Horror Story and didn't get called back any given season. Definitely does not have enough abs. <laughs> and so he, he's very agreeable. He's like, well, are we going to buy a house here? And she's like, no, no, no. I'm never leaving the Pembroke. Mm hmm. Maybe we remodel it or something. She loves her fancy little apartment. And so they have this whole moment about like, okay, this is all good. Things are great. She's going to have her jewelry store. She'll keep teaching here. They'll like, they'll figure out a schedule with each other. It'll be great. And I'm like, this is not great. (laughs) Meanwhile, Betty now has Alice home, who's freaking out about the fact that they found Polly's shit. Yes. And Betty's like, it's okay. We didn't find her cell phone. We'll get her cell phone traced. We'll find her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, it's been it's been a couple days. Good luck finding the cell phone. But okay. <laughs> Veronica and Chad are at the Penbrook. They are comparing schedules. Yes. Like actually comparing schedules. They're, they're very like, okay, this weekend I'll be here and this weekend I'll be here. It's like they're working out like a custody? A, a custody thing, except they don't have kids, which is a sticking point between them. Yes. Chad uh, is like, well, you know, your father suggested another option, which was that I could, like, move here and help manage the Sodale project. This Ooh. is almost as bad a move as, as invoking Jason to get your way with Cheryl. The what what? To the what? <laughs> to the who? Talk to my dad? Uh, and so she's not very happy about this. But then Archie shows up. Yes. Uh, Chad is saved by the bell, the doorbell. Archie has appeared to to ask for football monies. Chad and Archie do not... Neither one of them likes each other no, at no. all. It is the most... I love the way Archie says, Chad, hey, you're still here. And Chad's like, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? Like... I love that. I love that line though from Archie because that means like, yeah, I was planning to come here when I thought your girlfriend was or like your wife was alone. <laughs> Archie explains, you know, the football team. There's no budget, and immediately Veronica's like, "Oh, I got it." As a former vixen, I made a promise to support the Bulldogs always. Mm-hmm. And then like somebody keeps vows around here, I guess. Gosh. Yeah, let's talk about some other vows. Archie, let's annul some vows, frankly, while we're at it. <laughs> So Archie's immediately like, oh, and I'll pay you back. And I'm like, well, hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, you're not, this isn't like you're getting money. This yeah. is, she's sponsoring a sports team at the local high school. This is a tax write-off for her. This is not an investment. And he's like, oh, I'll pay you back. And then Chad. You'll pay us back. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, wait, hold up. You're a vet. You're someone who, like, has pride. I bet you actually don't want a handout. So how about you remodel our apartment 
for, for free, free to pay us back. And I'm like, what don't we know about donations here and tax write-offs and how this is actually, they're getting a better fucking deal than you are on a $20,000 donation. Look, Chad has noticed that all of the main cast needs to have two jobs. They need to teach and something else. And he's taking it upon himself to give Archie that second job. I just don't understand <laughs> why none of them understand the concept here that this is not going to be Archie's money. <laughs> he, this is the whole ridiculous mindset of the American education system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that everything falls on the teacher and the teacher has to pay for everything. Yes. Archie is embracing this to a whole new fucking level. <laughs> it's no longer I need to buy pencils and books and decorations for no, my classroom. It's, I need to take out a $20,000 loan for football pads. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Uh, so they agree to this shit. Uh, Archie leaves, and Veronica's like, What the fuck is wrong with you, Chad? Why are you being a dick? She actually says, Why are you being a dick? And I love it. <laughs> I was born this way. My name is Chad Gecko. And he's like, I wasn't a dick. I sung karaoke with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, this scene starts with him giving Veronica a foot rub, and that seemed to be, like, the straw that broke Chad's back. Like, it becomes clear, in case it wasn't already, all of these things he's been doing this episode are just, like, put trying to buy brownie points and put in, like, nice boy tokens for the come home with me and give me a baby machine. Yes. But then, like, they make up a little bit and... He's like, oh, okay, what's for dinner? And she's like, okay, well, let's go to Pops. It'll be fine. And he he speaks bad of Pops and instead wants to go to some Italian place. Mia's. Who the fuck's Mia? Who's Mia? Bring Mia to me. Who fucks that? I don't know Mia. You ever met Mia? I haven't met Mia. Mia can get the fuck out of this town. Mia in Sodale? She's not a Riverdale person. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Fuck that Mia. Mm -mm. Did Mia or did anyone in Mia's family ever serve a, a Bonnie and Clyde and have a grisly premonition of their, their untimely end? No. Pop Tate did. Is Mia a family restaurant for generations? No. No, I bet not. I bet I bet it's a chain. It's like the <laughs> Olive Garden. <laughs> but like, no, it's one of the expensive ones. Uh, Fazoli's. <laughs> Fazoli's is not expensive. Buca de Beppo. Yes, that one. That one's so expensive because it's all family style and shit and everything's like a la carte. It's so expensive. <laughs> oh, 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 Mia's is some sort of hibachi Italian. <gasps> <laughs> your, yes. your table is just a giant tub of boiling water. Oh my God. And they bring you it and you gotta put the pasta in yourself. There, yes. There's a chef with like a, a big slotted spoon yes. at your table. Yes. <laughs> it's so dangerous. You have to roll your own meatball and put it in a little oven that's also on your table. Their insurance costs are through the roof. Oh my god. Gotta grate your own parmesan. And all of it costs like three hundred dollars. You have to do all the work yourself to cook your own meal. Uh Italian Hibachi. <laughs> I love it. The knife tricks are all just stabbing somebody that owes money to, to the Godfather. <laughs> what if it's that, but then combined with that crazy ass Italian restaurant we went to outside of like Cedar Point? 
Oh my like god! Did we fake ever t- mobster? Did we ever tell the story of this restaurant? We had to have on like our Cedar Point okay. history honeys. So in Sandusky, Ohio, there is an Italian restaurant not far from Cedar Point. Mm-hmm. In an old. It's an orphan- asylum. No, an uh, orphanage. I thought it was an orphanage. Maybe it's an asylum. Some sort of some facility. place that's definitely fucking haunted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's one of those places where you don't know if it's themed. Or that's just the way it is. It's super Italian pride kitsch, the whole thing. It's it's every fucking uh, Robert De Niro movie you've ever heard of has, has shit all over the walls. A lot of, like, Capone. You're in Ohio, my guy. <laughs> you, you have to, like, it's like a speakeasy, like, secret doorbell thing to get in. But that's just the regular door. <laughs> And that's just the front door. Just, and it literally just a big sign that's like, push this button for entry. <laughs> but it's like supposed to be like secretive. Like only you know it's here. But like there's a big sign in the parking lot. And it's like your neighborhood like restaurant joint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time themed. Every kind of Italian kitsch you can imagine. There's a lot of we love our Nona and also... Hey, Tony Soprano, hey, Gabagool. <laughs> and, like, the best fucking, like, oil dip for bread. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the food was great. Amazing. The food was great. <laughs> but then, like, the portions Like, if you're, are... if you're in Sandusky, Ohio, you gotta look this place up. The food's great. But the vibe is it's nuts. It's so bizarre. The vibes are not it's, good. It's, like, one of those things, too, where, again, like, the neighborhood thing where it's, like, the... 50-year-old lady who works the bar is yelling across the restaurant at the busboy. And then that person that comes in daily for a beer. <laughs> we're at the same time being like, okay, tourists, what are we doing for you today? <laughs> I like to think it's somehow a merger yeah, of yeah. hibachi and this place. <laughs> getting, getting back to catching up with Jughead and Tabitha. Yes. They're talking about Mothman and how, like, he's researched this more, and it's like the fucking Mothman Chronicles. Uh, Tabitha compares it to the Mothman Prophecies. Ah. So we live in a world where John Keel exists and has written his books. So uh, Jughead has tracked down all the buddies of Old Man Dreyfus. Yes. And they're all dead. And they're all dead, not because they're just old dudes. Like Tabitha points out. Yeah. But no, they all died of cancer, which could be a coincidence. Or it could be because they were in a spaceship and exposed to a lot of radiation. And Tabitha's like, you really believe that? He's like, I'll fucking know, but it makes a good story. (laughs) And we all thought that that Betty was the one doing an X-Files plot this year. No. 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 No, no, sir. (laughs) Tabitha... Is invested in this. She wants mm-hmm, to help mm-hmm. Jughead continue his his research. Mm-hmm. He seems very excited about this. I think he wants to smooch her. He wants to put his arms around the burger maven. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with this. I feel like they'd be good for each other. You know why? Hmm. He likes her buns. Because she's a burger maven. Because she's a burger maven. <laughs> he is not low carb. He, he wants those buns. <laughs> Betty goes to see Archie because she needs to get away from her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have some sexy time. Yeah, what did you think was going to happen in this scene? They have some after-sexy cuddles. Betty gets a call that's from Todd from the Academy. You know, Todd, the guy that maybe she's dating, maybe not. Her fuck buddy. Yeah, you know, Todd. And so she leaves. That's that's really all that happened there. The next day, mm-hmm. uh, Veronica has packed. Chad's bags. Yeah, yeah. Nothing says an independent woman like packing your man's bag for him. 
Being like, get the fuck out. Yeah, that's the independent part right there. Uh, but yeah, Ch- Chad shows up in his... He's a big old pajama asshole with his he's, dumbass pajamas. He's got a silky robe. Uh, and she's like, okay. So I reflected. And I think I was right before that we need a break. So you need to leave. Yeah. And he does the sassiest pose. Me. I'm in my pajamas. And she's like... So I just, I need time to figure out if I'm a Pops girl or a Mia's girl or both. You know, the two genders. Or the pasta on a burger. Ooh, pasta burger. Oh no, both would be like a meatball sub. Or or a Jollibee, I guess. We gotta go try that weird ass place sometime. <laughs> have, have you all heard of Jollibee? Jollibee is a Gundam canon now. Really? Yeah, there's some product placement in uh-huh. uh, the latest trailer for the movie that's coming out this year. So this place has been popping up across Chicago, <laughs> and there's one not that far away. And I'm just like, I'm interested because I love some fried chicken, and I'm concerned because of <laughs> pasta with hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. Like, fast food pasta with hot dogs, specifically, is a little concerning. And then, like, corn? Isn't it just, like, corn they give you? Like, corn from a can? So, meanwhile, uh, Tony goes to her office. Mm-hmm. And guess who's there? It's Cheryl. Cheryl has come to uh, pay her a visit for stealing her vixens. Yes. And she is not happy about no. the whole situation. Tony is going down. <laughs> including her fetus. And <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Cheryl will commit infanticide. Cheryl will kill a fucking baby. She's killed bigger things before. She will kill a baby. So Archie and Veronica are are having a little celebration with the newly outfitted bulldogs. Uh, she corrects Archie when she's introduced. She is Veronica Lodge, not Veronica Gecko. Thank God, because that's an awful last name. It's, it's bad. So, so so she gets like a big round of applause, and and all of our kids uh, are are outfitted and and ready to go play football very badly. Couldn't you have started practicing without, like, the full uniforms? Maybe they also had to pay for all the practice equipment, like the the shoving dummies. Shove each other. (laughs) So, Miss Bell uh, is making another phone call. Oh, she's just snitching all over, because this time it's to Hiram. She's like, oh, you need to know what's going on in the boys' locker room. When does Miss Bell find the time to do secretary things? She doesn't. This whole school's falling apart because Miss Bell is spending her whole time snitching. Uh, and so Hiram is very angry. Not only is there a school, but that school has a football team, goddammit. Archie started football with my daughter's money. <laughs> so Reggie's like, okay, it's time we pay him a visit. That night, mm-hmm. uh, Betty and Alice and Kevin... They, they have traced uh, Polly's phone. To the swamp. Um, and so their plan is to keep calling it so hopefully they hear it ring. And Kevin brings up the fact that she's been gone like four days. What if her phone is dead? R.I.P. Polly Cooper kept her phone on vibrate and died. Yeah, don't do that for me because like my phone is never on. So like you'll never <laughs> find me. Um, but so, yeah, so they go to the swamp. Uh, and they, uh, are, are looking around. Kevin. Kevin has the worst luck. Because Kevin finds something. Something that makes them all come running and, like, digging at the ground. Yes. Kevin found Jason, if we remember correctly. Like, Kevin has bad fucking luck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dude's gonna be traumatized for life. 
so meanwhile, Archie is is shocked awake from his sleep by Jughead yelling that there's a fire. Yes. And he rushes downstairs, and the entire front of the porch of the house is on fire. Back porch, too. They are surrounded by fire. Does Jughead sleep in the kitchen? I'm guessing yes. <laughs> I mean, the better question is, does Jughead sleep? No, he's working his other job <laughs> of being a writer at yeah. night. He's got to write and prepare lesson plans. I mean, soon the grading will start. It's only been three days of school. There isn't much to grade yet. But, I mean, he did give out a pop quiz. He did. Come on now. Yeah. I don't think Jughead sleeps. There's not enough hours in the day. He's doing Jingle Jangle just to stay ahead. It's like, come on. Gotta, gotta go. Gotta keep this up. So that is the end of Chapter 82, Back to School. Uh, yet another uh, a bit of Riverdale in the history books. We are now far enough into the season that you cannot catch up on all of it on the CW app. Whoa, that's weird. That, that's the sixth episode, so and, and they only show the, the five most recent. That's so weird. <laughs> so, darling, what did you think of Chapter 82? This is much better than last week. Yes. I yes. enjoyed this. We're finally getting to, like, things happening and yeah, them doing yeah. things. I'm enjoying the different, like, team-ups happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, with the student lounge, even though it's very short, like, you're getting them coming together more. Yes. It's, it is nice to have them convening that way. Yeah, yeah. Even if they uh, still tend to be tied up in their own plots, their own plots are involving one another. Betty might not be involving Archie in uh, The Search for Polly, but she is seeking out Archie's companionship in a very real way because of Polly. I was just going to be like, yeah, she's wants his dick. Like, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, but, but like the same for Archie then going over to Veronica mm-hmm. rather than some other scheme that goes outside of the group. We're, we're, yeah. we're maintaining the links in this web. Yeah, there, there's a, there was a good amount of Tony talking to Betty, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin teamed up over here, and now we're over at the White Worm, and just keeping that bubble going, um, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is fun. We always talk about, like, it's fun when the characters are together and they're interacting, and it's, yeah, it's I, much better. I think everything I've said, all of my misgivings about, you know, the setup of this season so far mm-hmm. are still valid. Oh, yeah. But now that we're in it, now that we've stopped building it, <laughs> and, and it's yes. not fresh... But we're getting into doing Riverdale again. Yes. And and it's fun to watch them do Riverdale more. I, I wish it were in a different context. Yes. Uh, as has been exhaustively described over the past two episodes. But uh, it, it still, at its core, works once they get on with it. Yes. We saw a little bit of it with some of the... Starting to have interactions with students and, like, those dynamics. And I'm excited for that yeah. to happen more. I'm very curious how many of these students become uh, characters in their own right, e- even if minor ones. Yeah. One of them has a name. We have a name. Britta! Yay, Britta! I think she'll be cool. As she filters in throughout I, the rest of the story. She'll have more lines than Jellybean ever did. <laughs> I mean, m- maybe Britta will be the new Ethel, you know? Britta doesn't show up often, but when she does, it's because something big is happening. Maybe. Yeah. I did like that about Ethel. Like, if, if we see her, like, oh, something's oh, going to go down. going to go down. <laughs> it, it may not involve her, but always when she's around. Something going to happen. <laughs> also, really appreciate uh, other characters validating my feelings about Chad. Oh, yeah. I'm glad 
they recognize that he's awful. I mean, Archie's great at it, but he's not alone. <laughs> and that's that's something else that uh, uh, is like, yes, two thumbs up. Yes. This, this episode has spent a lot of time with, you know, the RROTC crew. We've spoken just now about, you know, some some characters that have fallen by the wayside. So this week, I want to ask, where were they then regarding Marmaduke, Moose, Mason? Oh, so like last last time we knew about him mm-hmm. was when he disappeared from Stonewall. Yes, and he apparently went and joined the military. Yeah, well, when he returned from disappearing from yeah, Stonewall, yeah, that's right, he did yes. return. Yeah, for long enough to describe that he's not dead. I forgot that I was still like, well, he's dead because we don't know what happened to him. He got <laughs> snuck out by uh, Mister Chipping. That's right. I forgot about that. Now I actually have to think about what he did. He's in the military. He could have been in this war. Mm-hmm, he could mm-hmm. be dead. Mm-hmm. Just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that's mine, actually. <laughs> I, I believe that Moose was killed in action and uh, is part of these stories that Archie keeps mentioning he'll tell eventually. Oh, he encountered M- Moose. Maybe even why he didn't... Maybe part of the reason he's not telling them is because he doesn't want to talk about how he watched Moose die. And I still believe Moose was Archie's superior officer. Uh, yes. In in combat. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I, I will carry this segment. You, I, you, I, you may piggyback I, upon me. I know. Me. I have no help with this one today. But I was really <laughs> thrown because I thought I forgot about that entire scene that mm-hmm. we knew he was alive. Because I was like, well, he disappeared. I wouldn't bring up a character that's definitely dead. I'm not going to bring up Midge in this as much as I want to. Oh, I I got a story about Midge. Midge is haunting the theater, which is very hard anytime... She's the Phantom of the Auditorium. Yes, so anytime Kevin's trying to do his class in there... Assembly ghost. It is so messed up, like, shit's dropping from the ceiling, lights are falling, lights are going out... It's why they have no budget is because he kept thinking that, because like... he kept hiring the Ghostbusters. No, because he kept, like, hiring electricians and stuff because he thought <laughs> something wasn't working. But really, it was Midge's ghost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, the future past behind us, it is time to talk about the future future. Darling, do you have any predictions? My prediction is that Tony uh, bringing back the Vixens was actually a plan all along yep. to get Cheryl back. Stop reading my notes. Stop it. Stop reading my notes. I didn't read your notes. Uh, I think you read my notes. She was so proud of herself. I wrote, quote, the Vixens are Tony's ploy to get Cheryl's fire back and she's falling for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, since, you know, that one was mine, you got a different one? Sure. Uh, Archie has to play a position in the big football game against Stonewall. Rules be damned. Fucker. He will take the, the forfeit uh, as as long as uh, Riverdale puts more points on the scoreboard. Although he might convince Reggie to also play on the Stonewall yeah. side. So right now, this fire, mm-hmm. we are assuming that it was Reggie and Hiram, right? Very no, no, clearly. No. It was Chad. Chad. It was Chad. Chad doesn't have the Reggie balls to do arson. Reggie has something like totally different planned. He was like, we're going to TP your house. Yeah, yeah. And he shows up. Oh, that's what happens. So he shows up to, like, TP the house, and he sees the house on fire, and he's the one that gets them out. What What if... Because uh, there's no fire department, please remember. What if uh, Reggie showed up with, like, a bag of dog poop, set it on fire, walked away, and things just got really out of hand? <laughs> 
Maybe. It wasn't supposed to go like this. Uh, my other prediction is that they are now homeless, so they are going to move in to the El Royale because there's no longer a house. Because there's no fire department. <laughs> this is also going to kickstart Archie to restarting the fire department. Yeah, because these guys need more jobs. Mm-hmm. They're used to getting a full eight-hour workday in before breakfast. It's fine. <laughs> Edgar was the son of a Mothman abductee. <gasps> and he built a rocket to reach them. Yes! And find a cure for his father. <laughs> Old Man Dreyfus is his father. Old Man Dreyfus might be... Edgar's the father of Edgar Evernever. Yes. He's Dreyfus Or perhaps Ever. Ramos or Raymond or, or any of these other guys were, were Edgar's daddy. I love this so much. I knew you would. Uh, mine was the aliens are real. Well, of course they're real. <laughs> like, this is all totally real. Of course they're real. And the thing is, is the episode where it's proven that they're real, it's when we're going to get in, introduced to another new Riverdale drug. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try to like hush it off as, no, it's just a drug hallucination, but we don't actually know and confirm that. It's how they hide it being real. Is this how the show brings in Abercrombie and Stitch, the aliens from Little Archie? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's the name of the Mothman. <laughs> Tabitha and Jughead are totally hooking up. Oh, yeah, they're going to hook up. I'm Um, surprised they haven't already. Like, come on. They're going to have their own sexy shower steamy scene. That's when we finally get to see the tattoos. They're going to take a bath together in in the deep fryer. It's not going to go well. (laughs) Jughead is finally going to have sex in Pops. (laughs) Right on the counter. You know, it's going to get really awkward because they're 24 hours. You know that's... And that's when Fang Fang walks in and is like, whoa... You know that scene in Watchmen where where Dan can't get it up until he's in the costume in Archie's cockpit? Yeah. That's Jughead in Pops. There you go. He's got to wear the little paper hat. That makes it good. Yeah. And then instead of, like, accidentally, like, hitting the, like, fire shooter, he accidentally, like, turns on the fry boiler. Yes. I don't understand why people don't like that scene. It's the best. It's so funny. It's so good. That's all what we think might happen. Let's talk about what we know will happen after a short break. In two weeks, we will return with Chapter 83, Fire in the Sky. Uh, This is named for... Fire in the Sky? Yes, this is named for the film (laughs) Fire in the Sky. The the based on the quote-unquote true story of, like, the, the famed Walton abductions... This is an alien abduction story that they got a lot of traction, a lot of play, including a 1993 science fiction film starring your best friend, D.B. Sweeney, as uh, as Travis Walton, also uh, featuring Robert Patrick in the the role that uh, eventually got him the role of Agent Doggett. This, this had uh, more to do with, with him getting cast in the X-Files than Terminator 2 did. What? Because <laughs> he played an investigator into an alien abduction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. But that trailer, though. That trailer. That trailer. That trailer's got a lot of shit, like a gigantic fireball explosion. <laughs> lots of fire, lots of explosions. I think this is when Archie recruits the... A football team to become the volunteer, volunteer fire, fire department. department. Uh, we, we have a dance-off for the fate of the Vixens, just like old times. Oh, Cheryl's back, baby. Uh, Archie is demonstrating a workout routine for the new dogs. Talk of alien autopsies. 
Yeah, perhaps with Dr. Curdle? I hope so. We, we see someone's forearms. I can only assume it's Dr. Curdle. The new one. Yes. Remember, there's a new one There's now. always a new one. It's a different guy every time, just played by the same actor. Shh. Jughead and Archie either live and survive this fire, or they are now ghosts. I think they live and survive this fire, uh, so that Jughead can read the newspapers with the Mothman headlines. Uh, also, Veronica begins printing her own money? Yeah, she, so... She holds up a pink bill that says 50 river dollars with her picture instead of any given president. Okay, so there are two theories about this money that I have. Oh, uh, sure. Okay, so either she is creating her own currency for the town. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the town has no money, so she's like, I'm just gonna make my own money. It's like Bitcoin. We're doing this shit ourselves. Or this is some weird-ass, like, project for her economic students. Oh, Kind of like how, like, you know, there's classes that make you, like, have a fake baby to know what it's like. She gives them this so that way they can learn money in high school. It's an investment thing. Yeah. 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 I'd, I prefer with the idea of, like, she's being like, no, daddy, your money's no longer good here. We use... River dollars. River dollars with my face on them. <laughs> I talked to the governor about this. So that that is really all we have on the agenda for tonight's episode. Uh, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed it, please give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that gives you the option. You can also tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell some friends. Uh, the, the show is back and it has found its old groove again. So that's nice. Just like Cheryl. Yeah. 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 You can also follow us on social media at sex underscore Archie. Yes, we do love every time that happens. Love y'all. You're good people. No matter what your parents say. Fuck your parents. Fuck your parents. I will directly fuck your parents. Are they hot? <laughs> Let's get Are a they donut part going. of the hot dad squad? This probably only took like 80 minutes out of your day. If you've got a little more than that, you can hear me guesting on the latest episode of Mechanista in G from Scanline Media. That is a show where their regular hosts talk about a randomly chosen mobile suit at, uh, every given week uh, from the, the Gundam franchise. And I was on to talk about the gun tank from uh, uh, the original 1979 show. But we wound up talking about... Mm, a dozen other tank-like vehicles. <laughs> We've uh, really overstepped the the brief on that episode, and I had a really, really good time. E even if you're not familiar, it's people talking about big, cool, fake robots that, that have deedly bobs and, <laughs> and shoot uh, uh, ridiculous numbers of rockets. So, yeah. so uh, you'll find a link to that in, in the show notes uh, below. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie, Trucker Boy 69. <laughs>